Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Recording. <laughs> Hi, you're listening to Fail Like an Artist with your hosts, Julie Battisti. And me, Phoebe Ganza a podcast discussing all the ways we've failed as artists, with insight, advice and humour. Each episode, we will discuss a failure and what we've learnt from it. Howdy doody. Howdy doody, Julie. I'm good. How are you? Are we just approaching howdy doody as though it's a how are you? Um, I don't know. What does it mean? I've got no idea. <laughs> I just thought it was like a greeting, like, good day. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's used by anyone apart from you, so... <laughs> Although someone, one of the flappers, sent us a um, a little cartoon of where it came from. It was it's <laughs> very strange. Almost put me off using it. But it's yeah, I have to be honest. I was like, okay, we'll put it in the show notes. It's quite freaky. Kind of which the origin story was not so obscure, but look. <laughs> yeah, the origin story is not where I thought it was coming from. Um, and then, then someone sent us a like a news story from from uh, someone with a cow in oh, a car hilarious. that's it called was a bull. yeah oh, was it a bull yeah. called howdy dude <laughs> honestly i laughed at that so much i think we got sent it like five times and oh, yeah, of course. Posting because it. obviously it was as anyone that read that in the news is like I'm sending that straight to <laughs> it was quite funny um we'll put that in the show notes too if you didn't see it it's um yeah anyway we yeah. we can't change it now like you started it we're rebranding. We're taking it back. We're taking. We're taking it back. back. Yeah, we've yeah. rebranded. Um, it's now we're awesome. Gonna, yeah, it's now awesome. There's. We're not going to get cancelled. It's fine. Oh, is it cancelable? I didn't actually read I don't that deeply. I just saw when the image I read and went, about the, a bit bizarre. The, the guy. I think question. There's some question. <laughs> but oh, I think it's fine. It always is. Anyway, let's not. Uh, let's. Um, anyway, let's bring it back we, around. We've digressed. I uh, don't know how much of that you're going to have to cut out. <laughs> <laughs> get your lasso out, Julie. Rein me in. Uh, <laughs> Um, so this week we're going to be talking again about style. Yeah. Um, we've done an episode on, um, failing to find your style, but that was quite early on, I think, in our, you know, way back. I told myself <laughs> that I was going to go back and listen to it, but I, I did haven't. not. Yeah. I did not. No, okay. I couldn't. Um, so this time I think we're going to, well, I don't know about you, but the way that I'm thinking that we'll, we'll approach it is, is obviously sort of like touching on like style what that means etc but also kind of the the difference between like unique and you in style because I think that's a kind of interesting that was what that was my text you and you were like yay great and you've forgotten <laughs> you've forgotten your faces there was a, a whole conversation of just eyebrow actions <laughs> well, I don't is she saying words she just like Throwing woo-woo out there and hoping that it sticks. <laughs> if I throw enough woo-woo against the wall, some of it will. There's, there's definitely, there's loads of woo-woo stuck on my walls. Um, yeah, look, you know, the, so that, okay, wait, maybe not. That's my angle. What's your angle, Julie? <sighs> Have you got an angle? 
I don't have an angle per se. I, my angle is that I feel like we can think about this stuff too much. Mm-hmm. I think that if you spend too much time thinking about style, you almost... I don't think it's something that you can like, that you can think into being. I think it's something that you have to do into being. Like it's mm-hmm. okay. something that emerges as you make, not something that you're like, all right, I'm going to be this sort of a painter. Yeah. And then I think you can practice at something and get good at it. But I think mm-hmm. that your personal style, like what it is that makes you you, just comes out as you go. Like, yeah. That's, so my question was, though, like, <laughs> how are we attacking this in the podcast? Like, what's the overarching kind of... Are we I just, just think, discussing yeah. style again? Yeah. I, I, I was mean, like... I, well, to be honest, I don't think we need another topic on um, how to find your style. I think we should talk about how to evolve your style. Like, yeah, that's, so, yeah, that's what I was meaning about the... Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> on the same page (laughs) right okay we just talk about it with different words yeah which is fine um i thought we should probably just um jump in with with a kind of um definition of what style is just off the top like i looked it up and it kind of made me it made me think about how some people confuse the word style with the word genre doesn't matter um well they are slightly different and i think if you if, if you're going to if I, you I wanna... think this is an interesting conversation in itself yeah. by the way so i'm not thinking that i'll cut it okay sorry yeah. does it matter no shut up <laughs> no 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 <laughs> like, but i'm sorry. interested to flesh this out with you like so okay why why do you think it well should we shall i do the definition first and then we ask the question sure <laughs> Okay, so I looked up style and it says style came up with a distinctive appearance typically determined by the principles according to which something is designed. Okay, that's just one definition. I'm sure there's a million. And genre should refer to the literal subject of the work, its content and style should refer to the manner in which a work is produced, its form. Style is the manner in which something is expressed or performed, considered as a separate, considered sorry, considered as separate from its intrinsic content and meaning, etc. So, you can have the same style of art done in many genres or subject matters, such as you could do photorealistic style art, but you could do it in lots of different. Uh, you could do lots of different subjects of that art and that would be the you know you could those are the genres I think you can also have but, many different styles exactly or or you could do could finish the sentence oh. or you could <laughs> or you can do the same genre so this is where this is the twist this is where you flip it on its head so you could do the you can be interested in the same genre um and do that in many different styles, such as you could be really interested in still life, but you can create that in many different ways. Uh, you could be really interested in doing impasto oil paint, or then also doing thinly washed out oil paint, or you could do collage of, of 
still alive or you could do like pastel drawings or whatever then you can then there are the people that like to try many styles and genres so you see what i mean there's like a, there's so, those branches so for you i would say you have a very distinctive style of quite um you know detailed represent representational work but you have two different subject matters that you paint but the style yeah. is similar you're not going to your clouds aren't heavy impasto oil paint because that no. would be then a different genre um do you see what i mean so that's i'm I just trying to get new, the nuance of the difference between style and genre because some people say oh but i like loads of different styles but when i look at their work i think well no actually i can see your style is actually quite similar you're just painting in lots of different genres yeah and so yeah i don't know why i felt like that was just in kind of important at the top to kind of preface because or preface or however you say that word yeah because I do think that there, it's not just, so that was, I, I like that definition and I like the clarification between style and genre, but I think there's many different ways of exploring the concept of even the word style. So do mm -hmm. you mean personal voice? Yeah. Do you mean style? Do you mean brand? And mm -hmm. like people approach it with yeah. all of those or none of those principles. And I guess what I find interesting about this topic and what I kind of want to dig into today is I haven't really thought about it. No. So and it's I, been like, yeah. you know, I've been painting for a long time and it, I don't think at any point have I really sat down and thought, what style am I developing? Like that's mm. just the, mm. what's emerged has been what's just come out of it. Yeah. It's not, I didn't go out in search of it. It wasn't, yeah. yeah. And I think that that, I think that this is, perhaps been something that's emerged it's almost like a phenomenon that's happened in since sort of things like social media instagram has happened that now if people that are coming f uh, in, from a place of like oh i'd like to explore being an artist I, i'm interested in being an artist and they're looking at say social media and seeing people with accounts where they go, oh, look at that. That person's got a really distinct style. Oh, no. Okay. Well, that means I need to have a really distinct style. And they've got this, like, They feel like they're doing it wrong. Of, and... Yeah, people where they mm. see this end result of, like, somebody who's been, you know, probably working for years and years and years, developing this personal voice. And they're coming into it, like, as a, as a new or emerging artist thinking that that is where they need to start mm. and and because we perhaps didn't um well especially you you know went into art straight from school straight from uni you know that was there wasn't that you, you looked at obviously the masters you looked at the famous artists that were in books and things like that mm. but at no point were you sort of thinking oh, well I better paint like Picasso you know you just were painting and learning and painting and learning and then so you didn't have the kind of exposure I suppose to all of these people that are constantly like there on your screen going there's another one there's another one and you know and I think that's now made people think hyper aware we, of it yeah but I also do think that we rush to blame social media a lot because yes I didn't have it when I was 
learning, but I did have a classroom of people that I was in the same class with every Mm. day and we'd all be doing the one activity. And there was always some people that had a more defined way of doing things than I Mm -hmm. was perhaps learning how to do it. Like, I think there's always going to be someone that you can compare yourself to. I think social media just puts it at our fingertips. And I think we do end up having those extreme reactions to it because it's always there yeah but I think that whole notion is always like I would be lying if I said I didn't go through that same thing of I remember there being a girl who had a really distinctive way of drawing Mm. and I remember going to art school and thinking I don't have mine mine is just all over the shop sometimes I draw Mm. like this and sometimes I draw like Mm. that I had Mm. no idea who I was at 18 Mm. like 17 Mm. whenever it was that I started uni like I think it's natural to have those insecurities long before social media came along yeah oh yeah i'm just sort of saying that i think nowadays i think it's possibly as well for people that are not going through a traditional route of yeah school and um degree you know art degree they're they're like self-taught artists and so they're looking outwards and the first place i guess that you are looking outwards is probably going to be somewhere like instagram but so that that is a kind of benchmark that they And I I get that and I agree. I'm just saying that I think that it is still, it's normal and that is the same thing that people that are going Mm -hmm. to university go through and experience. Because I remember I had someone just the other day say, oh, could we talk about how to write an artist statement? Because I know that, you know, people that went to art school would know how to do that. The people (laughs) that didn't won't know how to do that. And I'm like, trust me, the people that went to art school also didn't know how to do that. It depends what art school you went to, how good your tutor was. Yeah, I mean, that's a different conversation. But I'm just saying that whole insecurity of I don't know who I am and what I do or how I do it that's normal Mm -mm. like that it is something that evolves naturally over time and I think I think the biggest mistake that people who are starting eight make and this is a generalization because some of you would have worked really well okay but you know we're talking to specifically the people that are sitting there going I need to find my style yeah sorry say that again because I cut you off but your number one piece of advice is I don't, I don't niche down too early. I think the worst thing you can do is have a really distinctive idea in your head and try and make your work fit into that idea. Mm-hmm. I think you've got to keep the possibilities open mm-hmm. and just create so much. Like, yeah, just it is all about, I think, the process of the only way of finding your style, sorry, is to keep making until it sort of evolves, until it... Uh, See, I don't even have the right words to say it because it's not something that I've... I think it's like, you're right, you're 100% right. You, I think, unfortunately, a lot of people want to get to the point, the place where they feel like they have this style and there is no fast-track way of getting there, really. You, you know, there will be people out there that are, like you say, like the people in your art school who had a very distinctive way of doing things early on that they never strayed from um but for the majority of people listening I would imagine that they are not in that comfortable place yet and there is no way to get there without doing the work and a lot of it like over and over and over again I remember you saying this in our in the original podcast that we did it was one of the lines that still stuck out to me is it's not a point that you arrive at it's not like all of a sudden you get to the point where you're like all right so that's what my style is because it'll keep changing and it should keep changing I actually think it's one of the biggest limits you can put on yourself is my style is this therefore 
you know, I only paint in this way or I only use these colors because I don't understand why you'd want to limit yourself. If you're drawn to those colors and that's all you want to use and Mm. you haven't had that pull to explore something else, then go for it. But I think don't stick to it because you think that's what you should do because that's, there's no rules. I think that I, 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 when I see people feel like they are, struggling with this notion that they like everything and too many things um i i think that they are possibly in a place where they are trying to rush through that phase Mm. and i think it's so important to and it, it you know especially when you're impatient it's really really hard and i had to do it but you have to actually do do a lot of you know, training, if you like, like, of like prep it, you know, like doing the practice of trying all the things a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot before you are even going to start to see the the thing that feels like you evolving. Mm. Um, it may, I was thinking about the episode of Friends the other day, <laughs> where, you know, the one where um, Joey wears all of Chandler's clothes? Oh, vaguely. I was never a huge oh, fan. Yeah. So it's like, it made me think of, like, I don't know why, because I was thinking about, like, finding a star and these people that say, I want to try everything, I want to try everything. And you go, well, that's that's fine. That's fine. At the beginning, absolutely, like, you need to try everything. You absolutely need to try everything. But eventually, you're going to want to start to eliminate a bit. Mm. It's a bit like saying, I want to wear all my clothes. Like, you wouldn't put all your clothes on. Yeah. all at once like and look like joey from friends wearing all Charles clothes um i don't know why that's stuck in my head but it just did okay so it's like so like what so when you think about your style you could sort of think of it like your clothes right or like when you go out to a shop and you go in a shop first of all you're going to like know what kind of shop you want to go into you you, you you already kind of are going to be drawn to a certain type of clothes shop, but if not, you're going to go in a few and try them out to see, do I like the clothes in this shop? Do I like the clothes in that shop? And when you go in that shop, you're going to then look at all the clothes and pick certain things out and try them on. And there's not going to be an instant thing, you know, like I remember being a teenager or like early in my 20s and not really knowing what clothes I liked, you know, but I kind of eventually did start picking out clothes that felt like, me and they it felt like if I when I wore this outfit expressed like me and who I was um and most of my clothes then started to have that same kind of look if you know what I mean Mm. and as I grew and got older then I evolved and some of those clothes no longer were me anymore and I let them go or like gave them to charity Mm. shop or whatever and I you know for different occasions different jobs you know you have different clothes but when you put on an outfit you're you're not wearing all your clothes like you're picking a few of your clothes and you're putting them together and then you're feeling like yeah this feels like me this feels like me today this is this feels the person I want to express and most of the time whether you're going to a job or whether you know you work from home whatever most of the time those clothes are going to have a kind of similarness like people are going to see you and go oh there you know there's julie and she's wearing kind of what she normally wears type thing and so what i mean is like 
how I can like take that analogy back to an artist is like at the beginning you are in that stage of like what do I like and what do I want to try out and what do I want to wear in inverted commas and you're going to be trying all of the things and it's okay to try all these things out but like you cannot try them all out at once like it's physically impossible but you you know each painting could be a combination of a lot of different things yeah and as you do that over and over again and repeat that process and create all these different works which you feel like you know don't have a style and aren't a genre whatever eventually you're going to be like well actually that does actually feel more like me and I like that one and I'm going to kind of stick with this sort of way of doing things for a little bit Mm. and but like as you grow you will eventually decide to change slightly and that's normal and that's part of so does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> I think I would tangent. just explain it. So, in terms of in an art context, so say at the beginning, and this is going to be a clunky analogy, metaphor. Pick your, pick your description. Um, let's assume you're holding like twenty four different types of paintbrushes because you don't know which one you like using, mm-hmm. and so it's clunky and it's awkward, and you feel like you're holding too many things at once, and you don't know mm-hmm. what you like. But the best way of figuring out what you want is to try all of them. Mm-hmm. You know experiment with all of the brushes try holding them all at once and eventually what you end up doing is going back to the same four or five brushes Mm -hmm. like that become your favorites that you use now that doesn't mean that that's all you'll ever use like tomorrow you might pick up a new brush or tomorrow you might pick up one of those older brushes that you like didn't like at the beginning but maybe now it makes sense Mm -hmm. to you and that handful of brushes that you use can just be continuously changing and evolving Mm. like that's like that's to me how I see it and so the handful of brushes that I might be using in three years time might be totally different to what I'm using now but it's this for me quite a slow process of evolving like tomorrow it might Mm. be slightly different the next day might be slightly different and I might go back to that original set every now and again but I think that thinking that you only have those four or five brushes is a mistake because it is a whole thing to choose from and you mm. can keep changing and keeping it interesting and still be you. I think it's really important to kind of do some digging into, oh, I was thinking, what was it that um, Andy J Pizza said? Hang on, I wrote it down. He wrote, think of each body of work like an album. Dig down until you figure out what it means. Um, I love that episode actually we'll, we've got heaps of episodes we listen to in this um, of podcasts that I, I really enjoyed mm. um, so we can put those in the show notes but um, I think it it can still feel overwhelming when you've when you've got that handful of brushes like the metaphorical handful of brushes or the mm. metaphorical shop full of clothes it can still I think there are people that go but I don't eat like I need somebody to help me because this is just still too overwhelming and like I can empathize from that because I remember feeling that quite recently it's like Mm. fresh still in me and I think that it can be really um helpful and sensible to just pick some things or create some parameters and also create a body of work within those parameters and it's, that's not to say that you then have to, like, that's it. Um, but it, in the process of giving yourself kind of um, 
or eliminating some things basically mm. and giving yourself a few choices it can really be helpful it basically can be a really helpful way of figuring what figuring out what you don't like doing yeah. sometimes figuring out what you don't like is is it's help even more helpful than figuring out what you do like yeah and then creating like a body of work by by which i mean just like a, a more than one piece like it's probably a good idea to decide i want to create a few pieces whether that's like four or six or ten it doesn't matter and it's not about the size it's more about sticking with some parameters that you've set yourself um within a genre within a style trying it and then going i don't know if i like this part actually maybe Mm. i'll change this part and so that it doesn't feel like so overwhelming like going in that clothes shop and seeing all the clothes just being like okay well I'm gonna pick three tops and three bottoms and you know some accessories and I'm gonna go in the change room and I'm gonna just try and play with these combinations to see which one feels most like me and maybe none of them will but at least then I've tried them and I can put them to one side or maybe I'm only gonna keep one but yeah, you know, so you could pick some uh, surfaces to work on, some colours to work with, some types of paint to work with, some mm. brushes to pick, work with or tools or whatever. And you could say to yourself, well, I'm just going to pick these few things for now yeah, so that I don't get overwhelmed, so that I've made some limitations and try them out and paint mm. some things. And then from there, you'll start to be like, oh this feels kind of like I enjoyed this one more and that's what happened with me like I enjoyed this one more I started to notice the subject matters that I was enjoying painting more so I think I was using I don't want to get too bogged down into the ideas behind finding your style I do want to try and flesh out between the two of us how we've evolved it so and I think it's interesting because I mean I've been doing what I do for quite a long time whereas you were sort of I feel like in the last Mm. year or so have really developed that style and I'm interested to hear about how you think you're going to push it next and where you Mm -hmm. think you're going to go and are you thinking about it is it just something that's happening Mm -hmm. have you made mistakes already like Mm -hmm. I kind of want to get stuck into that side of it if that's okay because I think that and and if anyone's interested we can pop some links in the show there are some really great episodes already out there about how to find your style Mm, like mm. i listened to the laura horn one which i thought was fantastic because she also linked back to previous episodes where she'd interviewed different artists Mm. and i think she expressed really well those um the fact that there is so many ways of doing it yeah so for some people it's going to be about restricting what's available for some people it's going to be you know just about putting in the hours for other people it's going to be like just opening things up and seeing what what emerges so Mm, you've mm. got to find what suits you yeah there definitely isn't going to be one one shoe fits all type way of doing it um at all um yeah so is is evolving your style something that you're thinking about or or, or can you see it because i can see it in your work an evolution yeah absolutely yeah definitely it's not conscious thing that I'm Mm. going I want to evolve myself I just am every day practicing (laughs) and in the process of practicing it is evolving yeah um but I was in the car and I was thinking because I said to you oh I've 
got an acronym and I want to share it with you <laughs> uh, we know I'm excited like, about this <laughs> Julie was like I'm so excited and I could just like smell the sarcasm <laughs> I wasn't sure if you got that or not if you were like oh she can't wait <laughs> yeah, I have to be honest at first I was like oh yay and then I was like oh <laughs> maybe I won't tell her I'm not sharing it with you I'm sharing it with the listeners okay so you just put your fingers in your ears um so because I was thinking about how I did it and Mm. like what because you know like for me it's it was like now much easier to like reverse engineer and look back because at the time I was in the I wasn't aware of what the next step was if you know what I mean but I do think there's like stages like stages that you have to go through Mm. to and then for me it's it's circular it's like like you, like I said before, there's no end, but okay. it's a loop. So um, it will come back round, uh, if you know what I mean. Or it will at least come back round and start, as, you know, there's kind of one, two, three, four, five stages that I kind of felt I went through. And then I think it would circle back round to probably stage two. Anyway, I'll, so my, <laughs> so the acronym was STYLE that I came up with to fit the stages because I thought that would be handy for everyone to remember. Style, S-T-Y-L-E, if you don't know how to spell. <laughs> you love this so much. Oh, yeah. Um, and this was kind of where the stages that I went through in the process of getting from when I stopped resin art to now, okay, which was maybe four years ago or something. Um... So the first stage, the S, the stage one, and I had to stick, I sticked it, stuck, felt like I stuck in that for quite a while, and that's the steel stage. And so when I say steel, like, I just had to find a word that was an S. Because <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to use the acronym style, okay, guys? <laughs> um, so that's the kind of copy copying stage. So, you know, like, steal like an artist, that, that book where he talks mm. about Austin Kleon talks about, like, stealing like an artist. It's not, like, stealing in the kind of naughty you were a bad person. Why don't you just make your S stealing? Stealing. Yeah, well, it can be stealing. Stealing. Whatever. Oh, was it steal? As in, Ste- right, it, well, it was a word. For some, some, for, for some reason, I was like, steal as in, like, the metal? I was <laughs> like, oh, how's she gonna loop this in? This is gonna be... Steal, it's gonna be a like, story. with an A... <laughs> Stealing, stealing. Yeah, okay. and then do we'll you like how e- I was just like, oh, why don't you just, tell, I'll tell you, it's like, sorry, it's another little tangent, it's like me sending you back the meme that you've sent me the day before. Yeah, you're, you were like, look at this meme, lol, ha ha ha, and I was like, Julia, I sent it to you yesterday. So you didn't right. lol it then. So S for stealing, what else can I help S- you with? <laughs> okay, so um, my acronym Starts with S for stealing, which is the copying phase, which yeah. is the learning phase. So, like, the phase when you're at school and mm. you're um, doing art and, you know, you're not coming up with your own ideas. Your, your teacher's telling you this is what we're going to do and you're doing it. So that was the, that's, this is the copying phase. This is where you're looking outwards and going, what do I like? What do I want to do? And I'm going to try like that. This is not the stage where you're ready to sell work or even yeah. perhaps show anyone. You're just in this, like trying things out and you do like I know people are like oh you can't steal you can't copy there'll be people out there saying that like recoiling from their mm. headphones at the moment throwing them on the floor and telling me how awful I am for saying the word steal um I don't mean it like go out and plagiarize people okay just before you try and sue me I mean like 
everyone has to copy at some point we had to copy to learn to talk we had to you know you have mm. to mimic in, a, in that early stage and this is the stage I think that people really want to kind of like they get afraid about like as yeah. if it's, you shouldn't be there and I think sometimes when you get stuck in where you're at the best yeah. thing you can do is go and learn something new from someone else yeah and I think it's a really good way like you've got to be able to advance your skills and I think yeah taking courses and learning new things is nothing to be afraid yeah. of so and, that would come think, in the steel stage yeah yeah and I think sorry just it's worth pointing out there's a really wonderful Susan Nethercott episode I'll pop it mm. in the show notes where she goes into with one of her studio assistants because she's having a problem with finding her style while mm-hmm. she's learning from mm, other people it's a good episode it, it is and she I think describes really well how to approach that as an emerging artist so if you want to know more about that I'll link that in the yeah. show notes because I think that's a wonderful one to learn from and I think we don't hear it enough from artists who are teaching. It is yeah. on us just as much as it is on emerging artists to be explicit and saying, if you're learning this from me, these are some ways that you can acknowledge where you've got that idea from. Because yeah. I think sometimes when people aren't acknowledging that they've gotten their idea from someone else or their work is maybe too similar to someone else's, that this mm. is the right way or the ethical way or the yeah. You know, yeah. of going about acknowledging that. Yeah. Like, so if you do want to share that stuff on social media... Yeah. That's think, fine, yeah. but just, you know, make sure you're acknowledging it or you're not just sort of saying, I came up with this original idea because mm. you didn't. It's, yeah, she, but it's but she goes into it in some depth and I think that's a, okay. a really good one to sort of point people towards because okay. then we don't have to do a whole episode inside an episode. Can I go do my tea now? Oh, yeah. What's this going to be? <laughs> <laughs> so tea, tea follows on from the, the copying phase and tea stands for try, T. R-Y, try, Julie. <laughs> like, as in, this is where you are trying all of the things. Spelling lesson. And all well, I just better spell it out in case you thought I meant try. Like, I don't know. Is there another way you can spell it? Is there another meaning? <laughs> so this is the trying phase. This is where you try all the things, okay? You're trying everything. And try I my think patience. Trying my patience. <laughs> really trying my patience today, Julie. Um, you know, come on. <laughs> What do you bring to the table today? Come on, I've got an acronym. What have you got? Just got criticism. Scaling sarcasm. <sighs> Bloody hell. Um, so they, you say anyway. the things, I'll pick them apart. You, that's pretty much how this is going. Shall we, shall we try and get back to your acronym? Oh, I'm deeply offended. Um, no, in all seriousness, I think that this is the phase that I wanted to move on from quickest Mm. and which I shouldn't and I needed to stick at the longest yeah um and I think this is a the the kind of uh, pitfall that so many people fall down where they they are so desperate to get to the point where they can go I've got a style you know da da um Mm -hmm. but they actually are not sitting in the trying phase for long enough and they're not trying all of the things because the practicing of trying all those things and um like doing something over and over and over that repetition will make your own voice start to come through yeah okay then we're going to move on to the why (laughs) get out of town yeah um and that stands for you you um as in yourself um not you julie it's not all about you um and (laughs) This was where I, when I got to this phase, was this was when I took my course. I've talked about last, um, the previous style episode where I, where I took the CVP course. And um, a lot of that was just about digging into 
me and that was a really important phase like this was the digging um you know digging down until I figured out what it meant phase this is the kind of bit where I had to dig 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 until I hit a rock but then I had to chip away that rock and realize actually this is this is a diamond you know like this has got something Mm. in it um and this is a really important part that for me and I do think it's a really important part for a lot of people where you start to really see some sort of like overarching themes that Mm. you're drawn to and why and it doesn't need to be like a big why of like whoa well I want to talk about politics man and I just need to talk about like Mm -hmm. um some deep and meaningful yeah I think it's one of the big hang-ups that you hit is thinking that um having a a personal artistic voice means having a really deep message it can just be exploring a texture like exactly it can be it can be so big and vast and Mm -hmm. kind of fantastical or it can be so tiny but like for me I noticed this your why could have just been w-h-y hey I'm sorry I'm just pulling apart your academics (laughs) I'm I'm sorry I said your why could have been w-h-y I heard you the first time Julie (laughs) (laughs) you're a mole today oh I'm just well I'm getting into it okay Thanks. (laughs) Thanks. <laughs> so this was, um, so like I noticed this love for like reflections and mm. um, light and shadows and, and I kept seeing this reoccur. And like this was like something that I was like, I started to be like, this feels like uh, something I want to explore more. And mm. I want to like, you know, I don't want to just be like, I want to do still life. Like I because it wasn't really about still life that I mm-hmm. loved or was interested in because it actually didn't start there. It started with landscapes. But in the landscapes, I was very much pulling out the idea of sunlight and shadows and um, like bokka and um, refracted light and things like that. And then that kind of naturally, when I started to think about still life, mm-hmm. I that same thread was pulled through into the in the things that I was interested in still life with the glass and with the mm-hmm. fruit that's shiny and it's you know it's, it's transparent and so this was the you this was this was the bit that was about me and what I wanted and what I mm-hmm. was interested in and so like for you it's like I you know I don't know I'm I, I'm going to imagine that you're painting flowers isn't some sort of big statement about feminism possibly it is but more it's just that you're really interested in the form and the color and the texture and the shape of the petals it could be both could be just one you know but there is something there that is pulling you towards it that is interesting to you um so that's the you part (laughs) so this is where um i got to where i was like oh i love light and i love shadows and i love it Again, at this stage, I still was in the kind of I love it all, and I was doing the landscapes, and I was doing them quite abstract, and I was doing, mm-hmm. and I was, but I was also doing wanting to do still life, but that was, some of them were really textured and, and pasto and some, and so then that was the phase where I got to the L. Didn't know it at the time because I had to do the reverse engineering thing, but the L was let go, let it go, let it go. Right, pull it in, pull it in. <laughs> Um, so when I got to L, that was when I had to decide, okay, if I really want to get good at this and I really want to like 
improve my skills here, I'm going to have to let go of some things Mm. because I can't do it all right now. And like I had to at that stage let go of doing the landscapes because I really wanted to get good at the representational painting. I wanted to up my skills. I wanted to refine them and I couldn't, I just didn't have enough hours in the week and the day to do both. So I had to let go of one thing um, or two things, you know. And so I think at that stage, it is good to be like, I have found this one thing that really interests me. For now, I'm going to stick with it. Mm. And and that's where you get to the E, which is the end of the style, but will loop back. And the E stands for evolve. And so at that stage, which is the stage I'm in now, I'm in the E stage. Mm. I feel like I am now starting to evolve this voice that I have I guess or the Mm. style that I have got where I am now going okay I really like this I really but I want to now try this in oils and so I'm going to bring in a new medium and I really want to evolve and see how that changes because it will change because it's a different medium and there's different properties and I'm not going to be able to paint exactly in the same way there's going to be a newness to it and so I want to push this, I want to push this, and I almost feel like as I push this, it will loop back to the T, probably not to the copy stage, but it will loop back to the T stage, which is the trying everything stage, where I'll be like, oh, now I've discovered that I can paint with oils. I want to try landscapes with oils. I want to try this with oils, you know? So mm-hmm. then that's where it's actually a cycle and you're mm. not stuck on that. There's always a time there's always a way where you can go back to the beginning and start again and that's how I've got where I am in a nutshell (laughs) (laughs) oh I didn't mind that listeners (laughs) should I have told you first so you could less be scornful yeah probably I probably just should have kept my opinions to myself but that's all right (laughs) um I was just really happy when it actually worked out that, that, yeah. that acronym made sense to the In what my I was head, thinking. Your your why is is not a you; it's a why. That's going to make sense to no one but me. I know, I know, but it didn't spell style, <laughs> and that's why I had to change copy to steal, and why to you because you and why is basically like. And this is your, where you, you lose me with the why. acronyms. <laughs> that was a great story, though. <laughs> but it had to be an acronym because I because then people will remember it. But you know, like you just have to flesh each one out. <laughs> what about you how do you feel like you um so with your evolving like how are you evolving because you've been painting flowers and and now you've brought in clouds and those are the two kind of genres i guess but you're um i think that I can't really remember what went in my head when I started planting clouds. So I don't really... Planting? Planting. What did I say? Oh, who knows? Pla- planting. planting. When I started planting. Um, <laughs> when I, I... I had been collecting images of clouds for a long time. So for... I think I've got thousands of images of clouds going back for a long, long time. And doors and windows. Mm. I've got an obsession with looking through things. Mm-hmm. Um, Peeping Tom style. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> 
I'm done. Um, no, I, I remember traveling in Europe and just taking lots of doors. pictures of all these yeah, beautiful yeah, yeah. old doors. But then it's not actually something that I want to explore in paint. Mm, that has literally mm. just been something that I've liked photographing, which is, an, mm, you know, mm. totally irrelevant conversation for today. <laughs> However, I had been capturing all of these pictures of clouds and just wasn't sure if I could ever actually create that in mm. paint. And mm. so I think starting out with clouds, it was a challenge to myself of, okay, so you've kind of, you're getting there with your flowers, but can we throw a spanner in the works and do something totally different? Because the texture in a cloud is so different to the texture mm. in a flower. So it's that something that's really untouchable and very soft and doesn't have edges versus mm, yeah. something that has edges and a texture and a feel and a mm, um, yeah. something that people can imagine in their heads very in a tactile way versus mm. something that is not touchable or imaginable. Mm. And I think there's that complete difference there that to mm. me was such a challenge. Um and I think I'm only just now starting to get that textural element right with my work. But when I think about sort of the latest way that I've evolved and it's not been a conscious thought, it's been when I put myself into positions where I can't overthink it. So, for mm-hmm. example, the exhibition opportunity for this year came up um, and it was unexpected for me. And so I yeah. had to put together a bunch of images quite quickly. And I think had I done my usual and planned it out to the nth degree, I would not have chosen and so it was very much the images I picked based on what I felt really strongly about mm-hmm. and I look at them now and so I went I started with 14 images and then I was like mm. all right there's no way I'm going to get <laughs> Too 14 <many>. done <laughs> cut that down to 10 and when I look at the five cloud images that I've ended up with for my paintings there's some things that I think oh they're quite they're quite similar and I mm. would have made a much more stronger effort to include a variety of images and a variety of cloud depictions had I overthought it mm. but actually I'm glad I didn't because I picked the images that I really loved and that I really wanted to paint and so mm. it's been um and I never because I'd never painted a horizon line or yeah. included landscape in my works before and I probably would have overthought that as well and thought you know what for an exhibition let's not try something new no and so it's that so the the changing and the it still feels like my work but it's different and it includes new elements and I think I almost need to be put into those positions where I don't think about it and I just mm. try new things and see how it goes. And if I didn't like it, I'd drop it. But now when I look at new cloud images, I think I will still include quite often those clouds that don't that aren't grounded with a horizon line. Mm. But I like that comparison and I like mm. that um, contrast between the images where you can almost make the cloud look bigger because you can see the scale yeah, of the land versus it. this is a tiny cropped element of a cloud. And I love that too. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I'm going to pick either or. It'll yeah. just be a new element for me to explore and keep me interested and keep me pushing myself and learning mm. new things. And like that to me is how that sort of comes up. Mm. Um, yeah, that's the latest thing. And, you know, sometimes I'll explore using different light sources as well. So for ages, I was all about, oh, no, it has to be natural light. And now I'm like, oh, do you know what? Love a spotlight. Let's try it. You know, mm. with yeah. flowers, sometimes it's um, it, it's exploring the same subject matter, the same materials, the same colours, mm. but trying something new in terms of lighting. Mm. Or mm. And I think people often overlook, they think that a change or an, 
evolving your style means changing something in a big way I think sometimes those little subtle shifts can be really interesting yeah I think that like it it doesn't have to be this radically different thing it's just like one thing changing Mm. and and really like sticking with that and and really giving it a lot of practice again you know like Mm. you like you have proved the testament of like what sticking with something can do in in terms of you know skill and um making you making your work really sort of recognizably yours because you've not chopped and changed you know like even with your flowers you don't you have like maybe what like five flowers that you'd paint Oh much. no, way more than that. But that's but like, it's the ones the last... that people have seen in the last couple of years have yeah, been. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about in the last couple of years, the ones that you've shared and that. There's not like, it's not like you've got 20, I mean, there's, there's, I don't know how many flowers there are in the world, but like you're not out there painting. Like, I almost every bristle at being described like that though. Do you, isn't that, like I just, which I think is interesting. Like I don't want mm. to be seen as just a peony painter because that is one of many things that I've painted. And like it's yeah. just that people don't see a lot of what you do. Like I've painted some native New Zealand flowers. I've painted mm. some Australian natives. I've, you know what I mean? There's been a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, try- I'm not pigeonholing you. No, no, I know, I'm... but it's interesting. I just think it's like the way that you, like someone describes me like that. I'm like, Ugh. you don't like it. Well, I'm just like from an outside point of view. Yeah, no, for, for the fine. for the past two years, if I look through your feed, you've there's maybe only five or six types of flowers that you've shown. In terms of like longevity and sticking with something, you have shown a kind of consistency with the the flowers that you're sharing and you know showing. There is there isn't a huge twenty different flowers range. But would it matter if there was? Like that's what I'm curious about. No, no, no. It doesn't matter. That it's just that it's just that that's what you have chosen to paint and stick with and share and because of that there is like a kind of recognizable kind of cohesion to your work so that if a flower popped up on my feed that was a daisy I'm not going to look at it and go oh I wonder if that's Julie's you know I'm not I'm going to Mm. probably know it's not Julie's um you know if I I follow several artists that paint flowers and stuff and like it's like if a bluey tinged um, hydrangea pops up like my first gut instinct would be that might be Julie's and I'll look and then I'll see it's yours because that's who I've started mm. to know you as, you know? Um, and that's not to say it's like, oh gosh, that's all she can do. It's just it's just that that consistency of like being known for something is part of how people I'd like see you as an artist and identify you um, without knowing, your, you know, without seeing the name, yeah. you know? Yeah, I just, I don't know. I really, I for whatever reason, I don't like that sentiment. Like, I don't like the feeling of just being known for a few little things. Because to me, I'm like, well, that makes me feel like I have to continue just doing those things. And I've got, like, I want to keep trying new things. And I'm like, oh, if people just think of me as doing peonies and hydrangeas, I'm like, some of the paintings I've loved the most over the last few years have been poppies and tulips. and But often that won't be what Instagram do you know what I mean? Mm. It's not where the engagement goes. Like I'll put up mm. a picture of something different and my engagement flops and it's like, yeah. well, no one saw that, but that's not my, you yeah. know. But then if I just look through like your feed in the past 
if I scroll, like there isn't yeah. those images in the last whatever yeah. year of your feed. So, as you know, I know I'm not it, saying that you're wrong or anything like that. It's definitely a reaction from me that is that I find interesting because I'm just like I just, and I think it's because I think about people who look at that and think, oh, is that the way to do it? I've got a niche down, and I just think I've got no. I know that in a way I have niche down in what I do. Like if people wanted to put me in a category, they would say, oh, she paints clouds and flowers. And I think, well, what if I want to do something different? Like, yeah, well, that's, there's no, there's no reason why you couldn't. I know. But it's I just, know. I'm sorry. If I was out there looking for a dog or a pet portrait, oh, no, no, I'm not coming to you. You know, yeah, like, yeah, no. but you know, what you show is what people are going to know you for. So I would... I wouldn't go, hey, Julie, can you paint a, um, I don't know, what, like, what else would you want to, like, what is, else is there that you want to paint that you haven't shown? I don't know yet, but that's the thing. Like, I just think it's that the <laughs> options are, are endless. Because I'm like, I often think, oh, do I want to start looking at water and reflections and that sort of thing? And how mm-hmm. would I bring that in? Or what if I wanted yeah. to do wider landscapes and actually sort of even have a few landscapes yeah. without clouds? And then I think yeah, the minute I'd that people start that. thinking you've got to be known for something, you've got to niche down. And I just, I feel like I'm hearing too many conversations lately with people saying the way that you gain traction or the way that you define your brand is to only do a f- And I just think, I don't want to do that. But I think that's also me just sort of But you don't want to do anyone. it, but you do it. <laughs> I'm saying, you, but you do do it. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and I think that's where you sort of, I've got to probably be honest with myself and say, well, that's, I have been doing but then I'm like, well, for me, I see change in my work. Oh, yeah, no, I'm not saying there's no change. I'm just saying you can't you can't say that you aren't someone who who is known for painting clouds and flowers. Mm. Like, you can't be like, but I've got some secret door paintings up my sleeve <laughs> and I've got some secret reflection paintings up my sleeve. Yeah. You know, like if we don't see it out there on your website, in you know, on your feet mm. or whatever, like, we don't know what you're hiding or what, you know, like, so yeah. you can only be as an outside perspective judged mm. on what you're sharing. Which um, is interesting. Like, so I've just redone my website and in my old website, I had all of my old paintings up there. And now I've chosen not to include, I used to do all of these Frida Kahlo portraits mm-hmm. and yeah. I've not put them up anymore. Cause I'm like, Oh, it was something fun that I used to do that I'm like, I don't really want to be known for that. Which is an interesting... So now you've cut yourself down one more genre. <laughs> but yet you still want people to know that you might be able to do that. <laughs> they I have don't... to kind of secretly... I don't know. Like, it was just something that was fun. But I'm like, do I want people contacting me, asking me to do those anymore? And I think the answer is no. Like, I, I think it comes down to, you know, well, I don't know what it comes down to. I just want the options to remain open and I think the minute I start restricting myself or saying that I am this or I am that, I mm. feel like I take options away. Whereas I think it's not for anyone else, it's for me and how I see myself. I don't want to see myself as just a peony painting because if I go out tomorrow and see a really beautiful dahlia, I don't want to think, oh, that's not going to fit with my style or people aren't mm. going to want to see that. I think no. one of the biggest pits you can fall into is to think about what you think other people want from you mm-hmm. because I, I just feel like it kind of goes against what the why, like mm. why are you doing yeah, it? And yeah. if you're doing it 
because you think that's what people want. I feel no, like you run I out think, of steam really quickly. I think you've got think to do that, it based on where your passions are. And definitely. If, if tomorrow I decide that all I want to paint is raindrops, then, I, you know. Would you would you be brave enough to suddenly do that massive pivot, though? Like, that's quite a big... Yeah, I, th- I think so. Let, you'd let everything else go and just be, I'm paying raindrops. I'd probably still do the other things as well. Like, I think that's how, that's how I am. Like, yeah. when I changed to do the clouds, I still kept the flowers. Yeah. Yeah. And for me, they're a beautiful foil for each other. And I think I've each style has informed each other. Mm-hmm. So I've learnt from painting the clouds and the flowers. And they have, I think it's only grown um, my skill. Whereas yeah. I think if I was only doing one or the other... That, to yeah. me, is limiting. Yeah. But you have kind of now got these two. And what that, I think that's where I think it's really... Um, it's it's where you say, oh, I don't think people should niche down. But it's... I think you like where you have niched down, as in you have got clouds and flowers, you've been able to let go of the Frida Kahlo portraits for you know, for instance, mm. and because you are really refining and honing your skill and you're, you're really getting to the, you know, getting, immersing yourself in the clouds mm. and the flowers. And if you have, were still doing Frida Colors as well, and also if you were doing raindrops as well, like there is only so many hours in the day. And like, would you be able to really, really develop the style of the way you're painting the clouds if you were still doing five other things and so it's that whole the idea Mm. of niching down I think people kind of go look at it from the wrong perspective of like I need to niche down because the the customer wants this rather than I need to niche down because I want to get really good at this and I really want to investigate this idea this this thing yeah so that's where I'm yeah I think looking I'm not looking at it from yeah. Option A, as in you need to niche down because the you sh- this needs to be sell- yeah. saleable and this is what people need to know you for. Forget about mm-hmm. them. It's more about niching down in order to really fully investigate an mm. idea or a theme or a subject matter to the point where you're like, either you're spent with it, you're done with it, like you were with your Frida Colors. Like I really loved that and I did that and I got everything I wanted to get out of it. Mm. And then it got to the point where... I, you know what? I'm. That's fine. That that was that phase. That was. That it was, was fun, that. and I'll let it yeah, go. Exactly. And it's interesting, actually, when you say that, and I think that. This is goes to illustrate your point that the try stage goes on for mm. longer than you think. Yeah. Because I think I will keep doing the flowers and the clouds, and that is me. Just and then eventually, I that my repertoire of clouds and flower paintings will probably get smaller as I make room for whatever it is that's next. Yeah. And then that stage, for example, I've been painting flowers for, I don't know, uh, a long time. I think it must be coming up on nine years or something now. Mm-hmm. And the clouds for maybe four or five. And mm-hmm. I still see myself as learning. Yeah. Like You see, and this is what I'm talking about where people go, but I need to, you know, pick and do this and it's like julia's been in the try stage yeah for nine years guys <laughs> like come on and i think just now i feel like i've you're ready and to I think do people the let probably go look at my earlier mm. work and say oh that still feels like you but to me my work now feels the most like me yeah 
I feel like I can I can see quite a lot of subtle shifts as I look back over my work. And I think it'll be interesting in Melbourne because I know a lot of the people that, like, I'm really lucky in that I've got a, a lovely bunch of family and friends who came to all of my shows, mm. the good ones, the bad ones, mm. um, and have been so supportive. But a lot of the people that came to my last show in Melbourne 10 years ago will probably come to yeah. this one. And that will be interesting for them because a lot of those people haven't seen my clouds at all mm-hmm. and have seen my first flowers and will be able to see my most recent ones and so like my mum for example when she last came over and I don't think she'd seen my flower works for quite a long time um was like oh it's so interesting like it's so beautiful to see how different your work is Mm. from where it was when you started Mm. and I always just sort of think oh it I don't see that anymore yeah but it's sort of like it's one of the parts of my practice that I think I'd like to improve on is reflecting back a bit more and actually analyzing my work and thinking about which aspects I'd like to push which Mm. I might like to drop what I think worked and what didn't because this is a part that I don't do I'll often just finish your work that's it move on do Mm. everything in my power not to look at that too much it's like I don't want to get stuck in it I just want to keep no um, and I think that that's where where if you do that loop of going um you know the style loop and you go back to the 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 steel stage um for me it's looking back at my old work and stealing the bits from my Mm. old work that I still love and want to push again so for instance um you know I have had this sort of pull towards doing landscapes again um, yeah, I was and, interested to hear about that, whether you know, or not And you... I haven't really shared much about it, but, you know, when mm. I haven't really had much time, but I have been doing a little bit on the side, but this time coming at it from a lens of representational mm. and, you know, thinking about the skills I've evolved from my still life work. And so I'm going back and looking at landscapes that I've painted in the past that were abstract landscapes and which parts of those I've loved, which colours I've loved. And so now I'm stealing from myself. And so mm-hmm. this is where, you know, you've evolved... Sorry, I've just hit the microphone. And you've evolved as an artist and you're no longer stealing and copying from the masters or from other people that you're seeing outside. You're stealing from your own repertoire. Mm-hmm. And as you build and do this loop over and over again, you know, you are evolving, but you're evolving, like, you know, like... It's, see, it's I'll like be, a I'm really spiral. interested to see whether your... Um, interest in the really dramatic shadows that I see in your Mm -hmm. still life works whether I see that more in your landscapes going forward or whether that more realistic way of painting whether that's going to be a shift or whether that expressive part of your landscapes will end up sort of getting synthesized into into your yeah yeah I just I that part I think really excites me to see what comes next for you and I think the only you like watching I'd love to see some of the play that you get up to in order to experiment Mm. and see what you like Hmm. Yeah, some of the play just doesn't ever want to be shown to anyone. <laughs> oh, and I think that's something that's in, like that's an interesting point to sort of note is that it is really important to play and um, I want to say make bad art, but I don't mean that in terms yeah. of, but to not be make, worried about it being art. shown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Make like, lots of art that's not necessarily for other people. It's just for yourself. Yeah. It's just for, it's just... Um, like it doesn't all have to be flipping. You don't have to show all your laundry, do you? Mm-hmm. Like or I think, uh, or any of your laundry. <laughs> no one needs to see mine. Underwear. Yeah. Back to clothes. <laughs> um, 
it's interesting um, what you were saying before about the whole like what what you don't want to be seen for by others it made me think of this quote um from i talked about ben howard that uh, mm-hmm. um, that interview that i listened to and there was a quote from that that i pulled out the other day because i was thinking about it again um and that was where he um you know did the sec this new album but it, it's quite different from all his other albums yeah and um basically he you know got, got this success and was quite almost like mm. like not poppy but he was kind of put in the same camp as like ed sheeran and stuff and he just yeah. did not like that he was like this is not yeah. who i am i don't want to be this commercial you know mm. person that is you know i'm i'm not the <laughs> that and he really yeah. bristled you know was he really bristled against it um so the the thing he said um he was feeling hemmed in by the expectations of the industry and his fan base and howard said that he grew creatively restless i'm always scrambling for new ideas i have a lot of trouble with what is expected of me in terms of records the most difficult thing in creating music is this craving from others for a familiar for a familiarity yeah. a feeling of ownership that's over you and so, you know, it was just made me think about that whole, yes, obviously you do want to sell work. <laughs> like, it, you cannot completely ignore the fact that if you, if you, you know, there is got to be a market out there. and But there, yeah. there will be. But you cannot let, like, the outside, the outside um, other kind of yeah. people buying your work make you feel like you have to stick or stay somewhere that's not not feeling like you anymore yeah you know like and I can see that you know if you did develop a very specific um a very recognizable style and got really um successful from that it would be hard to pivot away from that no I think that's really important and I love the way that he talks about it and I think for me it comes down to you don't owe your followers and your collectors anything. Mm. And that I'm not saying there that they don't matter mm. because having a loyal collector base and loyal followers is something it, it can be really, um, it just can be a really wonderful thing and they can really give back in a whole lot of ways. Yeah. And there's no, I couldn't be here without the people that bought, yeah. do you know what I mean? $40 prints from like, you know yeah. what I mean? Lino prints from me years ago all my first paintings or drawings, yeah. like that stuff to me is so important. But uh, all I can think of is that Lisa Congdon quote of, you know, Instagram doesn't own the future of my business. Yeah. Like you can't create for them. And no. for them is the wrong word. You can't. Well, it's like, so like for Ben Howard, for instance, he's going to have people that love one of his albums and mm. only that one album. And they will play that album. They will love that album. But the the fans of his, that like my husband and I, who have loved him from the very beginning, we're still yeah. buying his new album now. And, yeah. I'm, and I'm finding it's different and it's taken a few listens. And, mm-hmm. but, you know, I'm still enjoying it because I'm enjoying him as a creator. I enjoy yeah. the, the artist that he is. And not every song on the album is one that I absolutely love, but there are a couple on there that I really, really love. And... It's, you know, I'm not going, mm. I'm not listening to this guy because he's changed and he's evolved and he's not making the same music as he made 10 years ago because yeah. that, who would want to just copy and paste the same thing over and over again and listen yeah. to the same thing? 
each body of work that you create can be like an album you know and I there think... will be times where you move on and you create a whole new album and there'll be a whole new collector base that you might need to find but there will be still people that follow you through and love I'm... your new stuff yeah, and I think just it is normal to get that I liked your old stuff better than your new stuff reaction from people mm-hmm. and not to be dissuaded by that because I think with every big change that you make and maybe even with some little changes, you're going to lose some followers and some collectors, but you will gain new ones. And sometimes mm-hmm. I think the loss is more dramatic than the gain for a little while. But yeah. I know, especially with some artists even that I love that have changed their style in the past few years, I think, oh, not as into their stuff as I used to be and then giving it six months to a year and all of a sudden I look forward to seeing their new work and it's like okay I just they were ahead of where I was with appreciating their work like they'd already made all those mental shifts and were like excited to try this new color palette or these new you know symbols that they've incorporated or whatever it is and I went from their last piece to their current piece and didn't have that same cognitive leap and I think you've got to give your followers space they'll come back if they're the right ones and if they're not that's fine like you know have a good swim friend like yeah exactly I mean and there are people that say to me like oh I loved your landscapes I love your landscapes will you do more landscapes you know and and I feel you know sometimes I think oh does feel like a bit of a sting sometimes when someone says well you do more of this and I think well if I want to and if I don't want to but then you go a lot of people are like oh I used to I followed you for your landscapes but now I love your still life and it's like Mm -hmm. this is the journey that I'm on and this is what I want to learn and hopefully there will be you know only takes one person to buy one painting so hopefully there will be someone out there that will love this one painting enough to buy it um and landscapes are something that I will revisit eventually and but then again if if it comes to that point where it's not something I you know and I don't love doing them after trying that yeah that's fine that's I've let that go and maybe those followers or collectors will dissipate and go away but there will be new people out there that Mm -hmm. love the new work that you do and so yeah creating anything just to please a fan base is kind of creative death in a way Okay, so to finish, so I've got a quote here and it says, let yourself be silently drawn by the strange pull of what you love. It will not lead you astray. And that's by Rumi. That's lovely. I just loved that. I remember reading that a long time ago, right when I first started painting again and having to push down all the voices in my head that were telling me I was an idiot for giving up the resin work and the, the money that that gave me and the stability and the safety of that in mm. order to kind of f- pursue something so frivolous as like an unsteady as it, as the painting and but I just knew I needed to follow this thread and and yeah it has not led me astray is there anything else that we needed to cover off before we say goodbye so I'm going away soon for a few weeks and I've decided to take 20% off my color mixing course while I'm away So if you're interested in learning about colour mixing, you can pop over to the link in the show notes and at the checkout, type in the code SPRING20, that's SPRING lowercase 2020, and you will get 20% off that course. I think that's it. I hope that this has been a kind of helpful... Oh, so yeah, I think to circle back to my original message at the beginning where I was like, um, you know, digging into the idea of the difference between unique versus you is that I think a lot of times people fall down by because they think 
they have to find this unique way of creating work like it has to be so unique it has to be like reinvent mm. the wheel it's got to be never seen before and it's got to be so different and and like that isn't what finding in inverted commas or evolving a style is about it's literally just about being the US version of you that you can be yeah. and you don't have to be different or unique yeah or, like you, you just be you and that is being unique so that was my that was the end that was the full circle from the beginning to now <laughs> well thanks for chatting with me today phoebe i really enjoyed digging into that because it is something that i have i don't think about often enough mm. and i think i don't because i do get stuck with those it's not self-consciousness it's a I don't want to get too in my head about things and overthink mm. them because I know I overthink everything mm. and art is one place I think that I'm happy to just explore and do without actually thinking and now I'm going to you know what steps am I going to follow to get here yes, I just yeah. sort of I just go and I just do and I think mm. so that's the other thing is like if you're not thinking about what is my style that's yeah. all right too you can just feel yeah. your way through it but it yeah. is interesting I think for me now I'm finding the act of going back and reflecting on it and having these discussions with you I think informs my work in a whole different way to sitting down and thinking about what am I going to do next mm. thinking about what have I done and how has that worked or not worked is the best prep work I can do in some in a weird yeah. sort of yeah. yeah yeah I think too often we think and look forward and we don't actually just reflect back yeah Mm. yay all right well you know do all the things um like share share. the coffee if you can if you can't the best way you can support us is by rating reviewing and sharing it somehow um even if it's just texting a friend and saying um do you like art and podcasts this might be for you (laughs) (laughs) yeah i hope you enjoyed this one and do let us know drop us a dm or um you know message on insta somewhere let us know what you thought of this conversation and um yeah look forward to chatting to you again next time julie all right happy painting bye keep failing people keep failing remember gotta find your style (laughs) s-t-y-l-e i'll put the acronym in the show notes bye bye